love Lucy and she loves me. We're as happy as two can be. We have our quarrels, but then, oh, how we love making up again. Lucy kisses like no one can. She's my missus and I'm her man. And life is heaven, you Hi, this is Bob Muir. And this is Mr. The Bandit. And the this is the Bob Muir and the Enemy Below podcast. Normally, we would have the Enemy Below, but the Enemy Below, between teaching and rehearsing for uh, Sweeney Todd. Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street, has no time. And he's also taking the progeny to Disneyland or Disney World or Disney, mm. Disney Universe. I like that you refer to it as progeny, as if it's like some sort of like you know health bomb. <laughs> well, Which, well, well this is what this is what the this is exactly how the enemy below describes them. So I'm not if sure. the shoe fits the hook, <laughs> then how can you argue with that logic? Yeah. Ooh, and uh, uh, thought you would be happy to know that uh, while I will still sound like I'm coming in on a telephone mm -hmm. um, currently. I am in the process of getting a good microphone, so people oh. at home and you uh, will be able to hear my voice in all of its glorious splendor and 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 nuance and and uh, yeah, undertones. Yeah, that's right. and, yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, I'm not doing this for me. I'm no. doing it for the for you, people. It's doing. You're doing it for. You're doing it for the public. This that's is right. what we have. Um, <laughs> I love the people, and the people love me. Right. <laughs> I think of uh, <laughs> Mel Brooks in uh, History of the World Part 1. I love my pet. I love the peasants. Paul. Yeah, Paul. I love my people. Paul. <laughs> shooting them like he's shooting a peasant. <laughs> <laughs> or a clay pigeon. Yes, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> sire, they say the people are revolting. You said it. They stink on ice. Yes. No, sire. Which is such a weird expression. It's a, it's a Brooklyn expression. I know that that's a New York. They stink on ice? They stink on ice. It's just... Is that from uh, because they, uh, what, they used to use ice for what, freezing? And if they, even if it was... I, so bad, I, that's I that's my that's my guess. I I really couldn't begin to. Um... Damn it, Bob! I I expect you to have answers. <laughs> Why do I do this if I don't get answers? <laughs> the only reason I'm on this thing is so that I could. If you could... <laughs> well, that that and for and that and for the public. <laughs> for the adoring fans. And the adoring fans and such. Well, I'm. That makes up maybe one. I suppose. I suppose. I don't know. I'm not even counting us because I don't even think we appreciate what we do. <laughs> no, we definitely don't. We definitely oh, God. don't. No. Yeah. But uh, that is uh, coming in the future. Okay. And, uh, okay. We'll look forward know, to that. Uh, the about uh, uh, hopefully not the only thing coming in the future. But the point is. Mm -hmm. But the point. Is, I digress. I <laughs> digress. I digress. I digress. Anyway. Um, we were there was I was looking for and unfortunately I uh, is um, anything as far as the pop culture obviously we're now waiting for television uh, as far as that's uh, right well and it looks like with each passing day we find this new speedster joining uh, the Flash mm -hmm. <laughs> it would appear that uh, because it did add uh, Jay Garrick um, mm -hmm. that character as well as Wally the 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 old original Flash huh right. Old Flash. Uh, I don't know if it's, well, yeah, yeah, Old Flash. 
you know, he, he goes, he still goes pretty fast. I yes, mean, yes. I was going to say, I, I like that we are using the term, uh, they are going full blown comic book. It's mm-hmm. almost like they are going to plaid and, uh, <laughs> baseballs, you know, staying on the, uh, Mel Brooks rip. But, uh, yeah, I mean, apparently they are going to be just having, they are not bullshitting as far mm-hmm. as this is a comic book show. They're not afraid to let their freak flag, uh, fly and, uh, mm-hmm. really just commit to, it is a comic book universe, and there is going to be some weird shit happening. I mean, if Grob wasn't, you know, strange enough. Yeah, no, you know, no. Talk a, a an intelligent, super intelligent gorilla is not exactly. Apparently, that's not strange enough for them. So they. Gotta, I have been called worse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I wasn't even called super intelligent. Just gorilla. <laughs> just, just gorilla. Just gorilla. Uh, so. Anyway, I, I have here an interesting, I don't know, uh, you know, obviously the Fantastic Four has, has crashed. Oh, I, I, I heard did you see last week, and I'm, I'm sorry I was not able to participate, because yes, I, I did see it. Mm-hmm. And, is, it um, is it dull and it, dreary? Is that basically its main problem? Yeah, here's the thing. It is getting slaughtered, and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, rightfully so. I mean, the studio clearly... And this studio had had this problem with X-Men until X-Men got so big that they really didn't have uh, a lot of say in what to do next. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, they finally had to conform and actually give it some some budget. But they tried to do the same bullshit with Fantastic Four, where they clearly, it's out of spite, they were holding on to it after they lost Daredevil mm-hmm. um, and refused. They, they lost Daredevil because they didn't want to give up Galactus. 20th Century Fox, you know, I think they kind of put in Quicksilver kind of the fuck you to mm-hmm. Marvel in the same way that Marvel has quit uh, publishing Fantastic Four books as a fuck you to 20th Century Fox. <laughs> yes. And this continues on where they didn't want the budget for this film to be the film that it, it could have been and should have been, you know, and mm-hmm. in all likelihood had the opportunity now four times to, to be. Uh, yes. They just refused to give in the budget. Uh, they got a young director who's off of one minor, you know, kind of cult hit, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, basically ran him through the ringer. I mean, apparently this guy just lost his shit with everything going on, you know. Like, From I'm what not I... excusing yeah. his, uh, his behavior. <laughs> apparently his behavior was, it was like, almost, we're talking Island of Dr. Moreau kind of weirdness well, going and, on on the, sta- on and, the, but the set. But here's the thing is, is it, it's, I can I can appreciate that, but he, this is he's not the first guy to go through this with studios. Mm-hmm. But clearly, he was not equipped on any level to deal with this. And apparently, whatever was going on in uh, uh, Louisiana, where mm-hmm. they were shooting it at the rental house he had, where he apparently was doing so much. This is all alleged. Let me just <laughs> say, uh, was doing so much cocaine and so many drugs uh, that he just you know destroyed that house. <laughs> which had become an issue, and just kind of went fucking crazy. wasn't speaking to anyone, treated the actors like shit. The woman that got uh, cast, uh, Mara, um, Kate Mara, yeah. uh, as uh, Sue Storm, I mean, apparently was so upset that he didn't get to get his choice that he wouldn't even speak to her, which, by the way, you can clearly see there's a delineation, and I, and I read the synopsis of what the original screenplay was like, which was much broader and bigger in scope and would have required... You know, just a huge budget, but included the mole men. They would have had the shot of that thing. Remember the first cover where that thing, the mole mongoloid thing, is coming out of the ground. Mm-hmm. The monster comes out like, from the ground. Yeah, being led right. by the mole man or something like that. Yeah, right. That would have been in there. There would have been a castle for doom in this alternate universe. As it is, the film itself it starts off kind of interesting. It's too dark for the Fantastic Four, 
but there's still some kind of that body science Cronenberg stuff going on that's kind of interesting. But mm-hmm. it's a first act, right? Mm-hmm. It's a very long first act, almost a, oh, I'd say 60 minutes first act. Right. And then it says, one year later. And then you get into a, like, huh? a 20 to 25 minute third act. That, uh, there's no middle part. And then the ending, it's like Doom comes back. Um, and then they uh, get together. They don't really explain how they decide, like, oh, we're now friends again, and now it takes all four of us to fight them. Like, they don't explain how the powers together unite. Or they're <laughs> Wonder Twins. You know? what, what, it's not, it's not <laughs> like the one Wonder Twins powers activate right. kind of thing, right. is it? And then they just close off the portal to this other world after killing them, and that's the end, you know? And, <laughs> and, and, and the other one is, is that, you know, for a kid's comic book film in the summer, and I'm certainly... You know me, I've got bad taste. I don't give a shit what they put in there. But even by my standard, comes into our universe and he's killing people. Like, he's using his mind powers. And first of all, he looks horrible. It's like C-3PO, you know, but a shitty, cheap version of C-3PO. Good. You know, with some, like, you know, Christmas lights all over his body. But he uses his mind powers and he's making fucking heads explode. Like, within their containment suits, you just see, like, a... And then, like, you know, like a fucking splatter of blood on the side. Which would be kind of grimly funny. but it is, yeah, but I mean... You know what's so sad is is that, honestly, at this point, mm-hmm. the first Fantastic Four movie they did, right, that was yeah. made really cynically just to, for a million bucks to keep the rights, right? Right. And, and you know, that, that film, that is truly one of those films that didn't get released. It escaped. You know, the reason it's out is because it's on YouTube, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, honestly, at the end of the day, that version has turned out to be, you know, had the most heart, clearly had people not the producers, but the people making it, right. had the most love involved of what mm-hmm. they were making. Here, you know, and it's just kind of like... Interestingly enough, I was going to ask you about that, because I was, as I was sculpting through the websites, I came on this article from a website called Crave Online by a William Bibliani, I guess, B-I-B-B-I-A-N-I, Oh, yeah, the, uh, is that of the uh, Northeast Bibliani? I suppose, yes. I, I, I thought it was a Connecticut Biblianis, but we'll just let that go. <laughs> yeah, uh, but he wrote, there's a, here's, he wrote this little essay called Six Reasons Why Roger Corman's Fantastic Four is Better Than the Reboot. You know, uh, So he's like, it has, it has a plot, and it's a mostly good one, which is the, about the original one. And he also said, like, the, mostly dead? Yeah, mostly dead. It has a plot, and it's mostly a good one. The other one is the characters have more fun. True. The Fantastic Four actually li- act like heroes. In and they this. actually act like they like each other, like their family. Yes. It gets Doctor Doom right, bracket, mostly, close bracket. Uh. Well, yeah, I mean, honestly, he does a lot of finger work. That seems to be his school of acting. Like yeah. The old, uh, you know, putting your fingers together like that, mm-hmm. yeah, like Mr. Uh, Mr. Burns. Yes. It has a, it has a, it's got a memorable score. Apparently, I don't remember that, but okay. To be fair, uh, that is true. I actually found that score and downloaded it uh, uh, and got a copy of it in the commentary for this that you can find because there is a uh, group that is trying to put together a documentary on the making of this film. It's called Doomed. Mm. Um, uh, D o m m e d exclamation point. Look up that. Just put in Doomed documentary. Fantastic Four. Um, I think there's a colon that goes on with some longer title. But nevertheless, they had put out a commentary you could purchase beforehand, like an MP3, to sync up and watch with it. Mm -hmm. And one of the things they were saying was the money they did have, they did kick in the extra for these two guys that did the score and did an actual orchestral score for it. And it is legitimately a really fun 
superhero <laughs> theme and score, which a lot of these Marvel films, I feel like, have missed the boat on giving a good traditional score, or a theme, I should say, to mm-hmm. their heroes. But anyways, go ahead. Yeah. And they also said, and it also, the last the last point it makes is it doesn't hold anything back for the sequel. That's in, in the... That's true. That's true. In fact, and they even had, I don't know why they didn't have the rights for the Mole Man, or they didn't call him the Mole Man, but they have a character in there that's called, I think, like, the Jeweler. Yes. You know, that essentially serves the same purpose. As, as the Mole Man, yeah. He's like a, you know, he's got like a minor-ish character. But can I just go back to... Why do... Can we just go back to... And you know more about movies and movie making than I do. I just kind of watch them and go, oh my God, what the hell's going on? Um, why is it that the two... Both of the two major makes of the Fantastic Four, both, both times he attempts to make Fantastic Four, why the hell did they completely... You know, why did they completely ignore... Mess with Doom. Why did they do that? Why well, did... because uh, you want to know the the honest answer. Sure. I'm is uh, the well? I mean, it, it. I can't say this is specifically every time, but in mm-hmm. filmmaking, particularly in comics, the only reason that comics now are kind of adhering more to their actual form or what they were, you know, their origin, uh, is because Marvel has retained the rights to their comics. So mm-hmm. they, you know, you've got a, a brain trust of people that are trying to actually stay true and uh, respect, you know, mm-hmm. the, the heritage of this. Right. Whereas studio executives uh, need every day to justify their job. So they will make suggestions. Uh, it may not even be something they like. It may not even be, you know, uh, a suggestion they actually uh, believe in. They just feel that they need to tinker in it to it becomes a it's almost like a, a dick measuring contest you know girl or boy but i mean metaphorically it is basically saying we have and also i think a lot of times it's to let the director and the creators and the powers that be that are you know directly over control of the uh project to let them know who's in charge okay. so i mean i i can't say that that's all the time or even in this case but in general that's really what it is. It's these people that think that, oh, well, not only that, they and, and a lot of times in the old studio system, it's funny, these people would kind of rise up the ranks, and you get these people that started off as, like, you know, fucking accountants or something, and all of a sudden, you know, they've got to go somewhere, so they become, you know, they get into, like, a creative exec position, and it's like, what the fuck do you know about making a story? You know, <laughs> but, but they've got to put an opinion, because, you know, it's all about fear in Hollywood, and it's about making sure, and really, in the same way, it's like why Superman was as dark as it was, because, mm-hmm. well, Batman was dark. It made money. So Superman should be dark because that's what people want. Mm-hmm. Where Marvel is smart enough to know, no, these are the characters that have resided for, you know, 50, 60 years, and the formula's worked. So okay. stick with the formula. Is, you know, there, here's a character who's dark. We'll tell dark stories. Here's a character who's not dark. We'll tell not dark stories with. You know, it's... Uh, Which makes sense when you have, say, something like Superman versus Batman, because you yeah. have the dark versus light. Yes, Not but, the dark versus the middling gray. Charcoal, yes, well, that's, yeah, right? this is this is the thing. I mean, you want you want Superman to be bright and, and Boy Scoutish, and, and I don't know. I, Boy Scout, yeah. Yeah, well, I still think, honestly, I still think the best Superman story I ever read was Kingdom Come. Uh, was that, you know, the... Yes. 
where the, he uh, dis- Alex Ross, uh, yeah, where he decides to just take over the world and save it from all the other superheroes. <laughs> And, and he's like, fuck it, you know what? Yeah, I'm super <laughs> I'm like, bad. Wrong. Yeah. I'm super bad. I, I get to tell you, everybody to tell you what to do. And it's, I mean, this is after he's, you know, but if it just fucks up massively, you know, which I thought was, you know, like, it's just his own limitations. You know, what are his well, that's limitations? that's exactly right. I think that something can be killed by committee easily. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I don't think that's the answer. But I think when you just have one voice, it uh, always ends about how you expect it will end. Yeah. Because I just, I, to be honest, I, I, one of my favorite characters in the Marvel Universe is Doom. And I, I, I can't be alone in that. I mean, that. He's no, like, but they've almost done Doom to death at this point. I mean, I know. I don't want to see Doom anymore. I mean, really. I mean, that's three Dooms. At least unless it's done correctly. Yeah, three know, dooms. Three dooms, and you're out. I'm on. Got, you know, uh, you know, because if you have you read the the real origin story of Doom, uh, I've read about thirteen. There's about sure six you of do. them. I mean, but I'm talking about like where it's got some some deals with the devil, and he's like a magician he, on the street, and his mom was like a whore. And his mom was a of, witch, and yeah, just yeah. sort of like, <laughs> and yeah, his, well, and he's, <laughs> you know, witch, and he's condemned to death, and you know, he his, you know, he's sort oh, of like. Oh, and then when he finally does get to hell to save his mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, um, she somehow thinks that he did something that was so heinous that she that, turns her back on him. Right? Yes, well, I, I actually read that it's what she does. His doctor, Doctor Doom, and Doctor Strange, and he goes down to hell to uh, with Doctor Strange and basically betrays Doctor Strange to the devil. At which point, his mother just, you know. Could, you know, like absolutely right. One. Yeah, yeah. Everything that he fought for now is lost anyway. It was all for naught. It was all for naught. But maybe not. You never know with Doom. Doom Although, might have done that. Doom might have done that on purpose. I was going to say, interestingly enough, I think Doom is also one of the only people that uh, in uh, Wakanda, right? That only the great people can cross through something or other. Mm. Yeah, only someone of pure of heart can cross through this one area to whatever it is that I don't know. They. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? I think Not, in there, like the Black Panther, there's one like cave or something where they have the rejuvenating waters or something like that. Yeah. And only the only someone that's pure of heart can can pass mm-hmm. through it. And I'm pretty sure Doom has done it successfully to everyone's shock, which means that he may be fucked up, which makes him a more interesting character in the sense that he may be fucked up, but he is doing it from a place that he genuinely believes is for the greater good of humanity. Right. It's kind of like mean, uh, what was it? Um, uh, the character in Watchmen. Who am I thinking of? Uh, 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 Ozymandias? Yes. Yes, that, that that as fucked up as his plan was, that he genuinely was doing it for the greater good. Yes. Yeah. And which, of course, is why it's why he's always... Actually, it could be actually that's why all his plans are so horrible. He is doing it for the greater good, but that always... That never works well. No. No. I mean, you find that... that I mean, Because, you know, here they, at the end of the day, you know, it's like uh, if there is a overpopulation, you know, the, the greater good idea would be, you know, well, people are going to have to to ship out. You know, and, one way or and the you other. might as well, yeah, and might as well just, you know, why don't we just do it? You know, I mean, Doom's idea would be something along, which is actually kind of this has got to be a horrible comic strip or movie. Basically, the idea, well, you know, actually, the Earth would be much better off if there was like a third of the population was gone. Right. It, there must be a way to do it relatively painlessly so that they don't mm-hmm. suffer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Yeah. Well, that's the, and you know what? And but then it becomes, then it comes down to who gets to choose. 
who chooses who uh, who chooses you know who chooses to end I don't know he might he might leave it to chance but uh I don't know if he would or not I mean he might make some exceptions for you know people but he might just simply leave it to chance otherwise right which which might be the thing that bites him on the ass you know because it's, it's like you know he loses you know loses someone close to him well that's exactly <laughs> right I mean and that uh, uh and that that becomes the big question of you know when you get to play God yeah you know, I mean you have to make choices that are yeah but just simply yeah. not human you can't yeah. you can't you cannot make that choice as a human being you'd have to you know and any any human being attempting to make that choice is going to screw it up because you're human and, exactly and that's and 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 you know i think that i think that's true of almost anything but i mean honestly at the end of the day that's what makes him such a unique and interesting character also is he believes he is uh capable of making these choices yes and he is he is under his own lights an honorable man i mean it's it's you know he he's very much in the in the tradition of fu manchu you know where if he says something he will keep his word right with, you know that sort of thing so it, it's there's so i mean and they honestly just let him go now at this point they say they say fucked him up so much in the movies that i don't want to see it you know <laughs> unless, unless you do it you say no more no more please no more you know like you know, can we have the Submariner, please? Close the I mean, Raven, nevermore. Can we have a Nihilist and the Submariner, and you know, maybe well, that's a, you know, and I think the Submariner is owned by um, somebody else. You know, yeah, Universal, I think, owns yeah. that. So I mean, <laughs> it, it can't ever be. And then even though they have Galactus, he became a big fucking galactic mm-hmm. fart in the you know cosmos. Yeah. So what yeah, the hell? Well. Anyway, so that's uh, so that's our that's our discussion. Re the the that's our that's our basic autopsy. Of the yeah, and, and, you know, Four. here's the thing. At the end of the day, honestly, here's the sad part. It is the the film itself, the, the actual the film that just came out. It is mm-hmm. dreary and mm-hmm. it is boring and yeah. it is missing a second act. And you just kind of sit there at the end, going, "Okay, you know, I wasn't even. It's not. It, there are parts, there are elements to it that are that are done, you know, well enough. Mm-hmm. But just overall, honestly, at the end of the day, I just was left like." didn't give a shit one way or the other like it just it was wallpaper that i yeah. just was sitting in front of i i really that was essentially you know it wasn't it's like well it wasn't horrible like birdemic is horrible but it's not good no it's not and, and you know what it is it's one of those films it's just such a wasted opportunity and 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 it's just become the the standard apparently it's like almost like this particular these characters are just kind of cursed yeah. 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 Okay, we're gonna we're gonna put you on the new Fantastic Four film. No, my career is over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why? Why? Except unless you play Johnny Storm, because yeah. uh, Chris Evans went on to be Captain America, and I think the guy playing uh, this Johnny Storm mm-hmm. um, is uh, Michael Michael Jordan. Yeah. Is uh, the actor? He's going to be actually. He's got a film coming out this fall, which actually looks kind of neat. Uh, less oh, Creed, right? Yeah, he's going to be doing playing the son of Apollo Creed with uh, Rocky yeah. essentially playing his Mickey. So, uh, you know, yo, I punched your father a lot. Yo, you know, I uh, probably should have stopped <laughs> that fight that uh, your daddy died from. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my, my bad. My bad. We didn't, you know. Uh, well, you know, I'm wrong. Of course, you know, he probably wouldn't have died from that fight if I hadn't hit him so many times before <laughs> that fight. Well, yeah, I, and not only that, didn't Rocky, wasn't he suffering from, like, uh, Alzheimer's or something in five and then in... In five, and now it, this one, he's like, he kind of he's, he's got. I, I think it's 
yeah, they was like, you know, punch drunk is is this is what they're talking. They, they used to call it. I don't yeah, know what yeah, they call yeah. it now. I mean, but, I think, but it, it's essentially it's uh, getting dementia. I mean, it's just from dead brain damage. I mean, yeah, just, brain damage because damage. people hitting you in the head. Yeah. Well, yeah, that'll something. do it. Yeah, that is a uh, knocking the old uh, noggin around enough to <laughs> yep. shake the brain so uh, yep. so often. But yes. the uh, I was going to say, oh, and then one last pop culture note because we talked about the Flash, but uh, mm-hmm. I was going to get your uh, or wanted to get your opinion because you know there's the DC. Um, I want to say the challenge of the superheroes, mm-hmm. but it's not that. It's the uh, heroes in time or something. Whatever something like that. Yeah, they've right? got the Flash and Hawkman and uh, Hawkgirl. Well, Hawk, and... Yeah, they're going to have both Hawkman and Hawkgirl. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah. On Arrow this season, uh, Constantine from the mm-hmm. failed after one season show is going to make gonna be... a cameo in Arrow. I guess he's okay. going to help get what's her name, the Canary, to come yeah. back to rejuvenate her through the uh, Raja Mystic... Rasa Gould, Mystic Power of Waters, or whatever it is, the rejuvenating pond. Yeah, something like that. Yes. And then, uh, but the, I was going to say on Gotham, they mm-hmm. are subtitling this season the Rise of the Villains, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know what's left for Batman to do when he gets there. You know, it seems like this shit's well, been going on yeah. for a while. I, I, the thing is, like, if he's 13 and everybody, I mean, one of the things that always, like, you know, yeah, him on, they're on a walker. <laughs> I mean, everybody, by the time he, let's say, you know, it's going to be, let's say, he's 13 years old. Let's say, let's say 13. I mean, he's probably actually supposed to be younger than that, but we're just going to go with 13 anyway. Sure. Just because it's like, because it, it, in that 11 it, to 13 range, yeah. 11 to 13 range, go up to 13. Right. Um, so it's going to take him, you know, about, 15 years or so to really, you know, I, I would say, you know, like to the kind of training and such that he needed to do to become the Batman. And also, you know, like the, the soul walk, the, the, the internal work and everything like that, he really needed about, you know, at the earliest, we're saying 25. Let's say that he puts the suit on, you know, he starts, he starts messing around at 25. So that's ten yeah, okay. years from now. So these people are all going to basically. He hits them once. He's going to break everybody's jaw because they're all like twenty years older than he is. Well, yeah, I mean, they, uh, the Riddler, it would appear, is old enough that he'll be uh, riding around on one of those little rascals. Yeah, I mean the only, I mean the Riddler, the Riddler will be on a motorized, a motorized, um, in motorized uh, wheelchair, you know, which I, I have, I have kind of have like an interesting, in my neighborhood, there's a woman on a motorized wheelchair that apparently she's somehow, I don't know, but I think she managed to get it like a little, look juiced up a little bit, rotted up a bit, because that thing just flies. Oh and yeah, she does, yeah. Well, you and know, she like, does she not does, care. Does she put in a, what's what in her way? Like the, uh, what is it, little knock? Gas or whatever it is that they use in Fast and the Furious to. Uh, I, I I don't know, but whatever it is, that thing just absolutely flies, and she does not care. Well, here let me What's do this. The, the, uh, okay, assuming that uh, let's just assume they do have high-powered rascals. But I mean, uh, I was going to ask you about Gotham in general. Is I know why they're adding the bad guys because if mm-hmm. not, it just becomes a police procedural like any other right. procedural, right? So you've got to have a little flair, right? Mm-hmm. But. They had to account for like, what did they think was going to happen? Like without the Joker or the Riddler, like I get that you're yeah. seeing. And I, at first, I thought they were going to do each season was going to be, uh, you know, mm-hmm. showing kind of the uh, impetus or the uh, uh, creation of a certain baddie mm-hmm. or kind of seeing their origins. But it, mm-hmm. apparently, they're just opening the floodgates. So I don't understand well, exactly. Well, then where do you go with season three? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, like. 
What do you do? I mean, I don't know. Wait for Batman to put on the costume, and then they're like, "Well, fuck it! I'm going to put on some white makeup, and I'm going to put on a little mask and a little spandex suit with question marks." I saw it. And 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 I'm going to put on a cat suit, and and the other thing is I'm going to have an accident to so I freeze Uh, things and. And I'm gonna like mess around with plants, and <laughs> which they have had poison ivy on there. She and Catwoman are uh, Bruce's contemporaries, and of course, the, you know, to to distinguish her, she's uh, ivy is always in green. Yeah, well, just you know, I mean, it's cute, yeah, I mean, that's, it's, that's, like, that's it's almost like Muppet Babies. And you know, and uh, the other thing is like Harvey Dent is supposed to be Bruce's friend. You know, Harvey Dent is you know that's. Yeah, that was yeah, that yeah. was the thing, and, and that was the whole point was is that he was the what happens if Bruce did not adhere to his code of. Well, it's also like is there's that code of just uh, his code or just you know like well become... that but all, I mean you're right I mean I guess because but then he the justice system so screwed him that he mm-hmm. decided to. You know, do the uh, what is it? The fifty-fifty with the coins. Yeah. That you know that it's well. He just decides pure chance rules the universe. I mean, uh, um, I mean the other. I mean, I just. I mean, one of the one of the problems with Batman Forever that I just wept was just the one tragic. Of- one of the one of yeah, the, the problems. The film itself was a problem. The film itself was a problem, but I mean, just wept at Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, I was when I heard that, that Tommy you know, Lee Jones as Two Face, I was going. This is going to be brilliant. This man is born to play that role. He's going to be so good at it. <laughs> but he's still, and, but he's still too old to be the contemporary of Bruce Wayne. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, let's say that they did do it right. In fact, yeah. it might have made more sense if they would have stuck with Michael Keaton and brought back uh, Billy D. Williams, mm-hmm. which would have been interesting if his face was that kind of white, half scarred. Yeah, with that half black, half white. That more. It would of a, have been a very interesting little thing there. Yeah. Right, but, but I was going to say the problem with Tom Lee Jones in that one is that he saw. The uh, what happened with Nicholson, and from mm-hmm. what I understand from behind the scenes, he saw Jim Carrey amping it up so high that he was going to be damned if he was going to be, uh, you know, blown off the screen. So he yeah. just went, you know, he went like full a... full Tommy Lee. Yeah, and I just was like, I was like, my God! I mean, the thing is, another thing is, I, I mean, he went to plaid. Went to plaid. One of my. One of my favorite Batman villains is Two Face. I mean, he because he is just so fucked up. Well, and, and, yeah, I agree. And what I and I kind of liked uh, what they did with him. I mean, I know that a lot of people were not happy that it it seemingly uh, that they went too fast as far as the um, characterization of mm-hmm. him in just the third act of Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. But I like that characterization, and I and I certainly and I love the line uh, where they're like, uh, "You either." live long enough, you either die a hero or live long enough to become the villain. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, in Harvey's case, he lived just long well, enough to become the villain. villain. Right. You know, I mean, and it, and it was kind of a nice, you know, foreshadowing for what Bruce could very well find himself in that same mm-hmm. or similar predicament. Yeah. I, I actually, and I like that the, uh, I like the choices they made with it also. I mean, I, I thought that was actually kind of interesting. Yeah. But it was just like, he's, he is the, you know, he is comics, you know, most he is. I mean, even if the the Joker's got like this hyper sanity thing. Well, yeah, no, he I, is. I, think we've I mean, he's like it. Loki. I mean, he is just mischief. Like he just kind of appears. Yeah, but you know, but Two Face is madness. I mean, just sheer utter. Just you know. Well, there's insanity. a human element to it of uh, yeah. pathos there. Where the, there's I mean, a pathos there, because right. because there's there's a sense there's a side that knows that this is screwed up. Right. But well, this that, is that, the that, only. I mean, the Joker is just a one note. I mean, it's a great note, but it's one note where this yeah. guy is battling internally 
there's an internal battle. He knows this is not, you know, but he can't do anything else. This is it. This is the only way he can deal with the reality that he sees is to flip the coin. And that's the only way he can, you know. But isn't that what makes the best villains are the ones that, I mean, the Joker is deliciously evil. And actually, Loki, as they've been presenting him, you know, has still got his own mama and daddy issues. Yeah. You know, but, uh, but the Joker, what made him interesting, and, you know, I heard a, an interesting fanboy interpretation mm-hmm. of uh, the Dark Knight where the way he addresses kind of the story that's happening is that he knows he's a character in a movie. Mm. That he is he he is aware that he is just doing what he's written to do. That there is no real background or history to him. You know what I mean? Like oh. <laughs> he was just like he knows that he just kind of came from the ethos and was there to stir up mm-hmm. shit, and then will be there. You know, even at the end when he says we'll be battling this for you know mm-hmm. ages to come, that he's there for eternity. You know, I mean the Joker being you know put a fill in your own analogy for anything in this world, yeah. which I just thought okay. was kind of an interesting way to look at it. But because of that. You don't, you can't really empathize. Where a mm. good uh, villain, even like uh, Doc Ock and Spider-Man Two, you mm-hmm. know, are like you're saying with uh, Two Face. You know, people that that have an empathy because uh, you you have at least some understanding. While they clearly take it to an extreme of why they're doing what they're doing, they're not doing. There there is a pain there that causes yeah. their you know malice. Yes. So anyway. Uh, uh, not a lot on the science. Uh, moving along to apparently you call there hasn't a... been a whole lot of science. I don't. I can't remember the last time we did a science. You call yourself a scientist. Well, there hasn't been. I mean, apparently though, I do actually have. I have to mention this because I, I can't really. It's a visual thing, but I don't. Uh, it's still. It's. Uh, I kind of amusing in a particularly gr- particularly gross way. Is that scientists are apparently uh, like tweeting each other pictures. Uh, using the internet to, to, to tweet each other pictures, what they are p- tweeting each other pictures of are an, is or animals junk. Uh, uh, it's the the thing is called a junk off uh, hashtag junk off. I think I know. Uh, pause for a moment. I think I know where I'm going to put in, and you call yourself a scientist. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Go on. That's okay. And there's like this. Uh, I think it's like it's. It, this is mentioned in the uh, website. I fucking love science. Uh, science and tweeting photos of animals' genitals in junk off. And apparently, somebody got a picture of a um, of, of a porpoise, a harbor uh, harbor porpoise, ready for action. And oh my god! <laughs> I just... am in awe. And there's also apparently, in case anyone wanted to know what an elephant's junk looked like when it was when it was when it was angry, uh, yeah. I I, I, and, I didn't, you know. I yeah, although I have yeah. to say I have seen uh, uh, someone had sent this to me, um, kind of weird animal penises. Don't ask yeah. how that discussion happened, <laughs> but uh, I don't think there's any why even try to explain it. You know? like, no, don't don't try. Don't try. There's no there is no I go, good Honor, reason for that please story. Hear me out, Your Honor. <laughs> um, no, but one was a, a duck. A duck's penis looked like a corkscrew. Yes, yes, that, that was I odd. Know. And then I'll tell you the other one was uh, a cat. You know, when you hear them and you're like. Jesus, are they killing each other? Or are they fucking? They're, they're bristles. They're, yeah, they're the, like barb. In the, in the male penis, and yeah. it's like it it actually that's to that actually is what stimulates the ovation. Is that yeah, is yeah, that? Yeah, that 
Different which really pisses, which really, I would, you know, if I was a female cat, I would just piss me off immensely. This is like, Jesus Christ. Actually, I said <laughs> I said different boats. I meant different strokes. Yes. I was going to say whatever floats your boat, but yes. different strokes. And in this case, and, a very painful stroke, apparently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Although, and, I, I was going to say, I do have a couple of uh, science, um, science okay. information here that you may find mm-hmm. interesting. Uh the first one I found that I thought you would like was they have discovered how to infuse uh, bacon flavor into other foods. <laughs> so finally, for people like me, uh, I, you know, bacon-flavored seaweed is the new kale. Scientists are currently cultivating a marine plant that's packed with more nutrients than the trendy green superfood kale, and it naturally tastes like bacon. America's weight loss problem, weight problem has yeah, been solved. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I mean, I have seen uh, bacon, uh, bacon flavored cologne mm-hmm. uh, and the like. You know, I mean, if your loved one is like, you know what, the only thing that's going to get me aroused is uh, Sunny's Real Pit Barbecue. Yep. Which, mm-hmm. by the way, that is our sponsor for the week, and we oh, okay. get nothing from them. Nothing at all. Uh, they're, they're good. Nothing, it's great, though. Nothing. They just don't. Yeah, actually, they don't want to. Be, uh, Don't mention us. us on. Yeah. Actually, actually, they were going to pay us not to mention us on the show, but we've just blew that. So we'll just. <laughs> well, and here's some, and, I, and I'll read you some other things that I'm just finding here. I think you might find interesting. As I was looking here, uh, ghostly particles from outer space were detected in Antarctica. Mm-hmm. Uh, a frozen observatory has spotted ghostly, nearly uh, massless particles coming from inside our galaxy and points mm-hmm. beyond the Milky Way. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they mean any I particular. Mean more is just like. Uh, well, they're, they're right. not like an actual, you know, spooks or spirits or goblins or. No, but, but very, very, um, probably the the readings are very weird for them or something. It could be neutrino. I, but do they mention what the particles are, or they just don't know what the particles are? Um, finding these cosmic neutrinos not only confirms their ah. existence, but also sheds light on the origins of cosmic rays. The Ice Cube Neutrino Observatory is made up of 86 shafts dug 8,000 feet into the ice mm-hmm. near the South Pole. The shafts right. are equipped with detectors that look for the telltale light from high-energy particles plowing through the surrounding ice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, neutrinos are very, very... Little mass, but... Very little mass, and they easily. don't really... And they don't interact a lot. you really got to, like, basically do what they did to, well, uh, right. to yeah, find I mean, them. Right, yeah, it's not something that you are going to feel and be like, I think I've got neutrinos on yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, that is the new, uh, the latest, the latest kid cereal, you know, mm-hmm. sweeping the nation, neutrinos. Um, all right, let's see. Here's one for you. Backwards time travel would create spooky, self-annihilating twins. Okay. It's a common trope in science fiction novels. Astronauts travel back in time by zooming through space at speed faster than light, usually getting into trouble in the process. Most mm-hmm. physicists think that scenario is impossible. But let's suspend disbelief for a second. If a time... Uh, if it, time travel like this were possible, how exactly would it work? So they go on to say that the object traveling faster than the speed of light could go back in time, but in mm-hmm. that process, a pair of phantom doubles of the speedy object would pop out of thin air, and one would then go backwards and be annihilated with another, according mm-hmm. to one hypothesis. <laughs> oh, that kind of fucked up Planet of the Apes and yep. Back to the Future. And, uh, and, and Doctor Who, but we'll just leave that to be. You know, like, the TARDIS is beyond those. But... I was going to say, uh, Doctor Who is a time lord, so yeah. uh, that those, may rules don't, for, those rules but don't. But he brings are... along humans with him, so they're fucked. Mm-hmm. All right, I've got one more for you. Okay. And this one, I just thought you would like. Uh, new math could reveal hidden source of chaos. 
<laughs> if that's the point when a smooth river turns into a tumultuous swirl of white water, the tornado that unpredictably changes course on a dime, or the wild interactions of three planets under one, one another's gravitational pull mm -hmm. is considered chaos. Although mm -hmm. people instinctively know uh, chaos when they see it, there hasn't been one single universally agreed upon mathematical definition of the term. But now scientists have tried to come up with a mathematical way to describe such chaotic systems. The mm -hmm. new definition, which was described in a paper published in uh, this July, mm -hmm. uh, or in a journal, uh, I think the article was called Chaos, unless the journal is called Chaos, in which mm -hmm. case it seems like a fitting article. But this could help identify seemingly smooth situations where the potentials for chaos lurks. Mm -hmm. And uh, let's see, what is their... Uh, they basically are saying um, these two scientists named Hunt and Ott tried to tackle the problem. And in essence, the new method allows researchers to quickly capture the tendency for things to quickly spiral into an abyss of unpredictability. Mm -hmm. And uh, they have a formula for it, and uh, clearly I don't understand it. I'm looking <laughs> at it, and it makes no sense to me. But uh, it says, uh, here we go. Uh, the team developed a definition of chaos that was deceptively simple. All right, well, maybe I'm just stupid. And roughly based on the quantum that Actually, I'm glad you didn't uh, argue that point, Bob. Thank you. Mm -hmm. The quantity similar to entropy, or mm -hmm. the inherent tendency of things in the universe to move from a more orderly to a more disorderly state. Mm -hmm. uh, they found that if this entropy-like number called expansion entropy is positive, the system could become chaotic, whereas one with zero expansion entropy would not become chaotic. Okay. I mean, I guess it's more complex than that, but... Mm -hmm. But it's, it's close enough. All right. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. quibble with sci these, scientists? these scientists? I don't even know if they actually have a degree. Yeah. Um, <laughs> very quickly, before we get on to uh, other things, uh, we just want to note, we've mentioned this before, but we'd want to actually sadly note the passing of Melody Patterson and also Yvonne Craig. Stitch. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, the original Batgirl. Original Batgirl. Who was also the one of the the was she the original green chick in Star Trek or was she just one of the green chicks in Star Trek? I think she she may have been the original. Mm -hmm. I have to look it up actually. I, I'm in fact while we're mm -hmm. you go on and and give all of her other attributes and I'll I'll take okay. a look. She was in uh, a lot of movies and she was very, she was ballet dancer apparently to start off with. So she's. Uh, she was nimble, like a she, cat. Yeah, it was very I nimble. Guess more like a bat, maybe. She was a pla uh, She was also a philanthropist. Uh, she was uh, workers' unions, mam free mammograms, and equal pay for women. Uh, which I would. I imagine. have always offered free mammograms. <laughs> and I just, but just, but the judge put, told you. To put them between my hands. The, the judge. Right. The judge has told you to stop doing that. That's you right. know well, that. I mean, I you, you're, you you know. You don't want to have, you know, I mean, you're on probation, so just, just let that go. <laughs> I thought they were just being uptight. <laughs> yes. um, you know what? Uh, it says, all I have here is that she appeared as Marta, a mm -hmm. green-skinned Orion slave girl who wanted to kill Kirk in the episode of Whom Gods Destroy in 69. Right. So I don't know if that's, that doesn't really say if she was the first. Wasn't wasn't uh, in wasn't there a green chick in the Captain Pike uh, story? I seem to remember a green chick. You know, my, when I remember Pike, I just remember that Spock looked a little different in mm. the original. And he the, yelled, the "Cage!" Yeah, yeah, the yeah, cage. yeah. It was it was more emotional. And then also, and then I just remember when they brought Pike back, he just Jeffrey Hunter and like it looked like some sort of burn makeup. Yeah, and, and he's like he flashed left or yes yeah, or yeah, no. Yeah, it was like a light would be like one flash for yes and two for no or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But she was also in also in um, 
she did some movies, not a lot of them, but uh, no. she did some movies. But she was one in one movie that I I have weird fondness for, uh, because it really is dreadful. Uh, Mars needs women. <laughs> there is a shock. You She's, liking a bad movie? Yeah. Um, well, actually, yeah. this I just love the title. I mean, it's just no. Well, that's true. I think that probably you know Mars. Uh, why should they be any different from the rest of us? The rest, yes. And also, like Melody Patterson, who was basically best known to everybody as um, as Mary Jane. Uh, what, what the hell was her name in that in, the, in F Troop? She was. Is um, that what the Jimi Hendrix song was about? No, I don't know. <laughs> she was like she was. She was wait. She wasn't the star in F Troop. Wrangler. She was Wrangler Jane in the in the series F Troop. Now, I just to think about it. If you think, you know, the sixty, that's the F troop is like only something that could come up in the fifties or sixties. You know, like you know the the you could never do a comedy about the wacky adventures of a incompetent cavalry troop. Do you remember the song? The end of the Civil War the was near when fighting an accident. The end of the Civil War was near when fighting accidentally. The other thing is, and they would deal with the the Hakawi Indians who were all played oh, by right, Jewish that, actors. Both turn chicken. Yeah, I remember yeah. that line. When drilling and fighting, get them now. They know the morale can droop, and all resume. <laughs> all the all relax in town before they resume with a bang and a boom. F troop. You know what? Yeah. And now I'll give you a harder one. Do you know the lyrics to I Love Lucy? There were lyrics to I Love Lucy. There were lyrics. And oh, it's, uh, I, know I love lyrics. Lucy and she loves me. We're as happy as two can be. Sometimes we quarrel, but then how we love making up again. <laughs> it was like it was sung by Desi. Get a little folk. Yeah, there's also like there's also Bonanza also had words too. So I think this is like a, Ooh, this is... actually hold on. There's one other line I like from it. Uh, Lucy kisses like no one can. She's my missus and I'm her man. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, 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 no. That's 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 good. I I like that. I like that because my brain is now scarred by that, which is always mm-hmm. that's always a good moment. And Anyways. apparently, and there's there's lyrics to the Andy Griffith theme also, but I don't remember that. <laughs> I, yeah, it's like you know, we're just gonna go Why? by the fishing hole and yes, that do 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 do. We got the like we got the uh, weird deputy out of and song of the south. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, there's all these TV songs. I mean, why aren't there any lyrics? Because it's a TV theme. They don't have lyrics, you know. Yeah. The... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, well, you know, actually, in some ways, though, I miss the uh, the old uh, opening theme to a show, you yeah. know, with a... Well, it was always kind of like it... It, 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 it put you in the mood. It did. I mean, you know, like the, the theme from, you know, I mean, well, the, the the theme for the Rockford Files. It gave oh, you yeah. an idea of what was My going coach. on. Wah, 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 wah. And it gave you like an, the I, exception I, of the keyboard. 
Yeah, and the show, but it's also basically, you know, kind of like matched the tone and after the show. Oh, like Ironside had that same, you know, had uh, also... Well, yeah, uh, it, it basically transitioned you from whatever you were in to say, you, you know, okay, now, ramping into the show as opposed to just starting it. Yeah, I, I, yeah that, that, seems to, that does seem to be something uh, past... The, well, they do that with this. movies now also. I don't like that with... I, I always like a good title sequence also. Yeah, well. yeah, they they save the title sequences now for almost the uh, the end credits. You know, where yeah. they do something like cutesy poo with like you know the they do like the what would have normally been traditionally the opening credits are now at the very end, and then yeah. it's a sting, and then they hit the then they hit the rolling like, credits. The, the rolling credits of like yeah. you know all the guys who basically like are working over yeah. their you know yeah, who basically like who gives a shit number seven. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and these three hundred people worked in a cellar making elves dance, and then just. <laughs> Yeah, actually, you know, it's funny, as I, I, I watched a uh, video called The Five Most Useless uh, Uses of uh, CGI in a Movie. Yeah. And in one, it was, God, I can't remember which film it was, but the dog takes a shit. And, uh, you know, they, they for some reason... They couldn't they, get a good shot of that? <laughs> yeah, and I guess they couldn't put down fake dog do or whatever, but they, you know, can you imagine that's your fucking job? Is, you know, you kind of tell your parents, like, I work in Hollywood. Right now, I'm trying to make sure I get the... Chemical acid using ones and zeros of this little dog's shit. Yeah, God in heaven. <laughs> yeah, I, at some point, you know, it just becomes. I know. Such no, a, actually, you have now told me it's you now. You that explains why Doctor Doom got fucked up. Okay, that just that's that's obvious. That makes perfect sense to me. Oh man, I'll tell you what. Did, did you see Fantastic Four? No, I have not. Okay, have you not. didn't see it. Okay, I was going to say uh, I, I'll send you a picture of what this interpretation looks like, and I'm not kidding. It is like a gray C-3PO with green Christmas lights around him. <laughs> and and it's like, uh, how, where the fuck did he get a cloak from? Like, when he goes to this planet, then he comes back, he's wearing the cloak with the little hood. I mean, I guess if you can yep. have the energy of a planet, you can create whatever the fuck you want. But it just, it's, yeah. so much of it is just so weird. Like, just so not thought out. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, but anyway, Melody was uh, was basically her, her, that's really Mary Jane, Mary Wrangler, or Mary Wrangler Jane, uh, on supposed F3. to be like an Annie Oakley type. Or yeah, like she's supposed to be like an Annie Oakley type, and she was like in in you know, basic, Jane. That's yeah, that kind of, and she was like madly in love with Ken Barry or uh, Colonel. Was she Colonel. was she in the show? But she wasn't like a. Uh, she was more of a guest star, wasn't she? Or no, was she, she was like she was a regular. She was on every show. Oh, she, okay. Almost. Then I know exactly. She was, was she was she blonde on the show? She was blonde, yeah. She was blonde, lady. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so she, was Ma- the main, uh, she was the main chick in the show. Yeah, right? yeah. Melody Patterson was the main chick in that. Yeah, so she was. Oh, like, okay. All yeah. right. No, Yvonne. Yvonne was Batgirl. It's like, but That's, she Batgirl. Okay. I was Yvonne was. The two. Yeah, yeah I Yvonne was. Yvonne was massively hot as far as I uh, yeah. remember. Yeah. Which <laughs> was, to that point, on a, I, while she's still alive, I think I mm-hmm. saw Barbara Steele recently. Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, I'd always had a fixation. You know, the first woman I fell in love with was uh, Audrey Hepburn. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of the uh, whimsical pixie dream girl now. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, like the big-eyed... Manic brunette. pixie dream girl, as they call it. Yeah. Right, yeah. And, uh, yeah, then you look at Barbara Steele today and you see what they become. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, uh, so uh, time is not time. <laughs> to manic pixie us. dream girls. Yeah, yeah. Actually, actually, that'd be kind of an interesting movie called "Time Has Not Been Kind to Manic Pixie Dream Girls." Uh, or no, because normally they just end up that yeah. manic is no longer cute as they get older. Yeah, or whimsical. Or whimsical. No, no, you're crazy. Now you're just fucking crazy. Yeah, now you're just what we call 
Well, this nuts. is what we diagnose as fucking nuts. <laughs> fucking nuts. Anyway, um, anyway, we don't. I don't. We don't really have time to talk about the Ashley Madison hack, which I thought was kind of amusing. Wait, did they find your name? No, they did not find my name. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I, I was like, yeah, I was like, oh god, you know, like actually, though, interesting enough, I got a through my spam. I have like they have like a spam filter. I have a spam filter, which will like I can take a look at messages and see, you know. They're, they're kind of like there's there's like three levels you know like there's a spam filter is like no this is spam go away and then there's right. another thing is like you know this may or may not be something you're interested in this is you know, spam but you may like this yeah you may be spamming <laughs> you might like this but apparently seemed, there was like uh, you seem a little lonely recently there was like this one it was this one one thing is a, see if your name has been on the is on the Ashley's I don't think that's going to be a problem for me thank you very much for that well then uh, again me... I mean you know it's not that uncommon of a name it's like yeah, my name is not that uncommon. That yeah. I'm sure there is. And that that's going to be my excuse to my you know, ex-wife. I don't even really have a. Yeah, exactly. Someone to actually like, explain it to you now. Oh, isn't that sad? You know, yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. Ashley Madison. You don't even really have. You don't really even, weren't even trying I'm to hide on my hand. <laughs> <laughs> my hand is going to be quite upset. Now, to find apparently, out. though, it's like. Apparently, like the, the thing was about this is first of all is like basically the the net seems to have caught what a surprise a lot of like really you know fundamentalists in the United States anyway a lot of like you know like Bible Belt people uh, it's mostly guys actually the fact that most of the female apparently like most of the females on that site were fake which comes as a great shock to nobody I think that, that, that any of them were not fake was like <laughs> it would become as a shock to me <laughs> anyway you know I was like <laughs> yeah it is one of the things where it's just like uh, uh in this day and age, you know, first of all, you know, by default, you know, uh, the kids that are kids today and even kids uh, today. teenagers. Yeah, oh, no, I don't mean, yeah, all of a sudden I'm Paul Lind and fucking Bye Bye Birdie. Um, but the, uh, I was going to say, with the kids today and even teenagers, you know, in the last 10 years, mm-hmm. everyone's private parts are going to be on the web somewhere. Yep. You know, and, and, and to that point, you know, it's just, I, I can't imagine how these people really thought, like, Oh, in this case, Tim Madison's going to do me right. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's yeah. already a site dedicated to cheating, why would they put any trace, uh, uh, excuse me, why yeah. would they put any faith or trust yes. in, uh, uh, in the site itself? Yeah, no, it's just insane. I mean, I'm just like, yeah, what would you do? Are you crazy? And I, I mean, it's like, you've got to be kind of like desperate to like put your name on a site like that. I mean, really, it's like, you know, anyway. Anyway, with that, we will now move to very quickly because we're running a little late here on time. Without further ado, uh, that movie! Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Bannon, for that. Um, lady and gentlemen. And lady and gentlemen. You know, this is... Um, this is a 2005 uh, direct-to-sci-fi channel film called Mosquito Man or Mansquito, depending on the cover of the DVD. Uh, it goes either way, is what you're it, saying. It's, it swings, it, it buzzes both ways, you might say. Yeah. I've known many, <laughs> many a flying pet that does yes. the same. Listen, well, and be really seriously, well, one does not expect much from a film with the title Mansquito. Let's just go with that one. Uh sure. Was watching this film and it really felt like the screenwriter had made a bet with the producer. Is that I could pack over how many cliches he could pack into this screenplay. It's like we start out, we we get the credits, we get this backstory: a mosquito-borne virus, uh, deadlier than West Nile, has emerged. Uh, actually, I was thinking there is a mosquito-borne disease that is deadlier than West Nile. It's called malaria. 
Uh, but anyway, we then see the male lead. He's a policeman. That's number one. Sitting at a desk. <laughs> and he talks about a kill. He's sitting, staring at a computer screen. And now he's just sitting there in that, that um, oh, oh, what was that? Oh, what was that game? It was that video game about a detective. Uh, it was a ch- always shooting people and then eating painkillers. Oh, uh, <laughs> that game. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> but you're, you're describing about every cliche of every, like, you know, worn down cop. Yeah, but, but I, I know what you mean, like an old wooden desk, like a. Uh, yeah, no, he's at a computer, so he's like, oh, he's, oh, okay. so he's just, but he's like, uh, you know, my life changed forever with this killer that I had, I had previously put away. That's so he was scarred. He's really? cliche number two. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. We're going there. Uh, Max Payne. Yeah, he's like, like he's oh, like Max a Max. Payne, he's go. like a Max Payne voice there. So he goes, you know, and then. We, you know, weary cop narrator, and then we go. We cut to the killer in the bus. <laughs> That's number two, who's apparently been supplied with that mandatory key, skeleton key made out of like a out of like scrap metal. That uh, you know that has been that's that's been that's handed out to every apparently it's handed yeah, out that, to every. Undo handcuffs. Or... Oh, he's going to undo the handcuffs that are holding him because he's oh, being yeah. transferred to a prison bus. Yeah, and here's the thing: they have the one where they've got a little piece of like a, a yeah, a, a, yeah, it's it's, it's silence. You know, ever since Silence of the game. Lambs. Yeah, yeah, ever since Silence <laughs> of the Lambs, these are handed out to all the prisoners here. Make oh, yeah, you key with this. Yeah. Um, here, just it, it's it's a thing. You know, we we like to encourage people to like you know express them. You know, like try to try to ma- try to meet a challenge and here figure out a way to like. Use a skeleton, make a skeleton key out of a coke well, can. Well, it's for, a game that the cops and the robbers like to play. Of, yeah, know, we're yeah. gonna make these cuffs, you know, just yeah. easy enough for you to get out of. Yeah. And here, here's the thing: I always I, with this, you know, like so they're gonna bring this insane killer to where they're bringing this insane killer is. Um, they're bringing this insane killer to the pharmaceutical lab, where the spunky yet insanely hot female scientist. Cliche. Right. No, what is this cliche number four? Is working with mosquitoes, and we know she's hot because she takes off her hazmat suit and she's wearing like what looks like a wife beater T-shirt, the thing that like Ripley wore in Aliens. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that she sounds then, like uh, sounds like all the criminals I've run into. Yeah, all, all, all the all the scientists I've ever met. Or scientists, yeah, I, I mean scientists. Scientists. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That sounds. You know what? The best of that uh, variety, I still think, is uh, oh, what do they call her as? Someone uh, Christmas in um, one of the Bond films, and yeah. it was played by Charlie Sheen's ex-wife. Okay. And she plays a nuclear scientist. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, it's right. The, it's right up there with Raquel Welch as a, as a microbiologist in Fantastic Voyage. Yeah. Uh, yeah of course. Yeah. They're, they're all they're all busty women that are like, no, but seriously, I take look I, at my I, mind. Look at my mind. I'm not looking. Yes, I'm looking at your mind. I can see your oh, mind. Oh, boy, am I looking at your mind. I'm seeing double. <laughs> yes. And then she gets quickly gets into an argument with the greedy owner of the pharmaceutical lab, cliche number four, who All wants right. to know if the treatment, something to do with DNA, is ready to go because it's a gold mine, cliche number five. Oh, Spunky not? scientist thinks, I, Jennifer, I think her name is, replies it needs more testing, cliche number six, and then we don't know if it'll work on humans, cliche number seven, and then pharmaceutical lab notes it hasn't been trusted on humans yet and then at least the, the film was mercifully enough 
did not include da-da-da right after that. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so, they're going to mute, what they're going to trying to do is mutate the DNA of mosquitoes so that the virus won't work, which doesn't make any sense to me. I, I, I listened to it three times. I don't know what they're talking about, which means they didn't really know. But anyway, they had, there's weird radiation, there's also radiation, which is like cliche number seven. Real quick, by the way, <laughs> yeah. the film I was thinking of is The World is Not Enough. Okay. And, and her name is Dr. Christmas Jones. <laughs> which I'm going to. Someone I'm hated at her. At some point, they used the line, I guess Christmas came early this year. Mm, of course they did. <laughs> of course they did. Of course Sorry. they did. That's I didn't okay. Mean, I didn't mean to uh, interrupt the. Uh, no, no, that's video. that's quite okay. I'm I'm going to like you just you're going to hear a, a, a slight um, like a, a crunching sound in a minute and that's made me actually going to give myself a lobotomy with a with a mechanical pencil nice. shoving it through my nose after after that line what the audience demands that's what the audience demands okay killer okay the the and here is the thing if you're going to use prisoners for medical experiments which i don't think they do anymore but anyway yeah i'm pretty sure that that has become illegal that's that's kind of illegal even if they volunteer no no that's okay we're not we're not you know if you're going to do that you don't want it to be you know if you're going to put somebody out there for you know like even if the guy's on death row you're not going to get you know you're not going to get you know the psychopath in his mid-20s in the prime of his life you know, get the guy that poisoned his wife. I mean, just just the thin guy, little guy. You know, yeah. just some. You know, there are a lot of people. You know, like this. You know, not not. You know, not Captain Psychopath. <laughs> Which, by the way, is a good name. Yes. Anyway, the killer manages to escape, shoots a lot of people, <clears throat> ends up ends up in the the in the tent in the like the tent where they have the radiation and the this weird liquid that they're going to use to mutate the de- mosquitoes and uh, and she's also with a scientist he, then everyone starts to shoot the tent kind of blows up he gets shot and then he, he then proceeds to escape through the sewers cliche number 8 uh, why, you know like why not yeah, why not and then begins to painfully mutate, cliche number nine. Uh, I mean, which was, ex- you know, that was actually that was kind of interesting with American Werewolf in L- in London. Right. How long ago was that movie made? Now. Uh, that was eighty. Okay, that's 80. that's eighty. I think it was eighty. But something like 80, that. Eighty-one, eighty-two, something like that. Something like that. Anyway, uh, it's it's like we've seen this movie. And honestly, the rest of them, and we've seen 81, this. 81, by the way. Yeah, okay. We've seen this movie, and much like it. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it, it doesn't sound like they're offering something uh, new or, in, or inventive or inside. Yeah, and then, and then tr- the, as, the, as the killer is mutating into the mosquito, sure. uh, he tracks down his ex-girlfriend, cliche number 10. Um, and then, because the cops apparently don't didn't think... You know, and he's able to like he and inside her apartment he finishes the translation into the mosquito. And I kept thinking of how much most of the time as I was watching this film, I was thinking how much better the fly was. Uh, are the quote <laughs> the fly was? It's oh just, yeah, yeah. It was well, just. I it's, mean, that's, but that's, a, that's, that's an unfair. Uh, I granted it was unfair, but the fact that you know the, somebody being transformed into a bug, you're gonna think start thinking the fly. I mean, right. it's just. Well, you know, take away even that. Like, I mean, was it better than? Uh, it was. It's still, it's still worse than say, like, Son of the Fly. 
Um, it was kind of the, the some of the fly had a certain goofy charm to me because it's a thing. Yeah, and actually, the head I was just. Yeah, I take your point. I mean, but that that's my that's my point is that this film isn't even as good as say what some might consider the not as good versions of this yeah. film. Was it better than the Fly Two with Eric Stoltz? Uh, no. It wasn't. Uh, it just, it just really, just like every, it was just pushing, but kept pushing buttons, and also like doing silly things like, well, you know, let's say psychopathic killer escapes. Where is he going to go? If you know this guy, and they say, you know, we've got a name. What do you have? We got a name. He was being transferred from prison. You should have his entire rap sheet there. <laughs> it isn't like we don't know who this clown was. Yeah, you're like, oh, well, good work. Good police work there. Good police work there. So, you know, like one of the first people, you know, where do you, where do you, where would the police immediately descend upon if somebody this dangerous escapes? All known associates, including ex-girlfriend. So, you know, so they don't think to go to the ex-girlfriend until somebody calls and basically he's now transformed into the mosquito. And he's like, he has like the men's, he has a mosquito-ish proboscis, which he inserts into the, into ex-girlfriend and proceeds to suck her blood out. Right, as all mosquito men are. As all do. mosquito men will do. Yeah, I yeah. Can't, trust, so, uh, can't trust the mosquito man. Cannot trust this mosquito man. I actually have a actually interesting. My notes go: the fly, this ain't. Uh, <laughs> as I'm ri- if, that, if that's if that's a starting point, and it can't even reach there, we're already in trouble. Yeah, uh, the scientist. Meantime, the lady scientist, who is actually involved with the cop, they are actually lovers in the. Um, before. I mean, why, I don't know, why they had to have a relationship before the start of the movie makes no sense to me, but no. we'll just we'll just deal with it. It's the, She starts to want blood, and she's been disposed of the same thing, so but she was not... like a vampire thing? Is that what well, she is? wasn't a... No, mosquito. She's transforming the same... She's also well, a transforming... Well, yeah, I get that, into, but I mean, they're also... It sounds like they're trying to make it a little more... Like, uh, translatable, like, to another horror monster, you know? Yeah, like, like, well, I think the thing is, I think you could, you could, I think one of the things with The Fly, uh, and Cronenberg does this obviously very well, but I was thinking about this, you could have used, if you had a little bit of metaphor in here, just a tad of metaphor, it -hmm. would have been interesting, because a woman, you know, this, watching the woman basically, and you could, you could make it almost like a metaphor for either age or cancer or any sort of, like, disease. Right. That your, your body is, your body is betraying you. And that becomes, that's really almost, that's almost the primal horror. Right. You know, your body is attacking, your body is now betraying you. Your body is trying to die. Well, that was and, the whole point of the, uh, of the Cronenberg one, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. So, you know, just a little bit. You didn't need a lot. You just a little bit of that. But, of course, you know, the thing is, though, again, cliche number 11, yeah, scientists does... not asking for much out of it. No, we're not. We're not. Just a little bit. We're, scientists, cliche anything, number... we're giving you a break. By, you know, I mean, yeah. you, you, we're already the right audience for this. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you're and you're betraying us. Yeah. So she's like, she's starting to change. And of course, because cliche number fourteen or something like that. At this point, she doesn't tell anybody that this is happening. Why would she? Why would she? Right. Then she's um. She ends up, they end up, she and the boyfriend are having sex, and he's, she starts, her eyes start to go all weird, and she starts to see the blood, the, the veins underneath his skin, the blood, the arteries pumping blood beneath his skin, and he bites her, she bites her st- enough to draw blood, which point the, the, uh, the boyfriend, instead of going, what the fuck is wrong with you, uh, says, you know, he get, they, they get a, there's a phone call that interrupts their, inter- interrupts their tryst. And he goes, oh man, oh I gotta go, sorry, but 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 keep the motor running. Uh, <laughs> Which that is that is a charmer. 
No, I, I, he didn't say keep the motor running. That was my... I, I wish he would have, because that is, that is a great line. <laughs> keep the motor running, honey. So she kind of, like, ends up... She goes back to the... She goes to the sink and just, you know, goes to the bathroom and pukes the blood up. And then she starts, you know... And, it sounds like you know, these people are made for each other. Obviously, I think so. They're terrible human beings. Uh, terrible and dumb. Uh, scientists, scientists are, but, that, is a, that is a common combination. Somebody, somebody pointed out, and this is the interesting thing, is that, you know, in the 70s, if they'd made this film like in the 70s the 80s, she would be buck naked. She would not be wearing, oh, yeah. you know, broad panties. Well, that's the problem get, with sci-fi, is that they, they, they only give you... So they much. give you blood, not tits. I mean, right. I'm sorry, I want both of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, but, look, I'm not watching this for the story. <laughs> I'm not watching this. I was watching this for the story because I was just, I was trying to play, you know, this is actually, this is, you can play cliche bingo with this with this film. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, look, it's, guys, I'm not asking for yeah. a lot here. Yeah. yeah you oh, anyway. Much. Just give me a little tits. Yeah, Mansquito goes on killing spree. Uh, where they're trying to figure out, they suddenly the, sci- the 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 cop finds out that it is actually a mosquito. Has trouble convincing the police that a a seven foot human human being has been transferred into a seven foot walking mans- mosquito. Sure. Um, he actually tries to shoot him, and the re cliche number twelve, the bullets cliche number fifteen, the bullets don't work. Anyone that wants to say bingo can just come out right now and say yeah, yeah. it. Um, uh, well, I think those and, people have already left. I think so. <laughs> Kidding. So, anyway, there's a confrontation in the in the lab. She's in the lab, and she's, like, kind of worried about... She's seeing that she's transforming. You know, I think it's very... This was actually kind of a, a, a callback, honestly, to that scene in Je- when Jeff Goldblum kind of realizes what's ha- what the fuck has just happened to him sure. in The Fly. Which works so much better, obviously, in Jeff in, in the Fly, than in this one. Uh, she actually pitches a fit, and at which point the drunk, the owner, the evil owner of the pharmaceutical company, comes in, is drunk, blames her for everything, walks out, goes into his office, and is then promptly killed by the mosquito. Why I don't know. Probably just because we didn't like the character, and the, the character, in, in as in all movies like that, the char- bad characters need to die horribly. Yeah. Well, why, um, why? Why give any good reasoning? <laughs> like why? <yeah. laughs> yes. Why? Why any why reasoning? Quibble. Why quibble? So there's more. There's more death. Uh, the the cops seize the mosquito and the what 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 can kill it? I'm going. I wrote down bug spray. Anyone think? Well. DDT. Let's see if it works on the bug. You know, it's yeah, that's like, about right. Yeah, that's about right. You know, it's like you know what, what. So, um, and they always give. And here's another cliche. They always give the dumbest guy guard duty. The dumbest cop is there. Well, what was that noise? Let me go investigate. No. Yeah. Just, just, yeah. Just, let me. Yeah. I, I, I this is post. Uh, basically, horror movie cliche 101 is you know. <laughs> Never go is, investigate. Never go investigate anything. I mean, seriously. So there is a... She... They do actually... They begin to say... She begins... Her transformation becomes so obvious that it's impossible to... Like, she's going withering in pain. Her skin's cracking and things like that. So they take her... He takes her to the hospital. They kind of find out. And they ask, you know, why is this mosquito hanging around? Why did it go away? And she goes, because she he wants to mate. Now, the only person she's going to be able to mate with... This is the plot twist. Mm-hmm. Is her... So he's waiting for her to turn into a femosquito so that they can make little, you know... (laughs) Yeah. So... (laughs) 
So I'm going, okay, fine. Uh, you know, at this point, ladies and gentlemen, you know, at this point, she's she's like in the hospital bed and she's like talking about what's going on. And she says, well, he, he's not, a, mosquitoes aren't complex. They just feed and breed. Well, you know, he's more, ma- and then she also, the line that she says, he's more mosquito than man now. Uh, of course. <laughs> of course, somewhere, somewhere I can hear the spinning. Alec Guinness is, there's a spinning sound near Alec Guinness's final resting place. Um, oh, God. And this is, this is where he asked the question. It's getting better by the moment. Okay, so, so I'm, I'm giving odds. At that point, I'm giving like you know, the, the odds of her sacrificing herself to end this film are like a hundred to one. You know, you she's mean the character or the actor. The character. Uh-huh. She, the, the female, the female lead is going to sacrifice herself to end this menace, guaranteed. That's just going to like you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she and they end up. Uh, the 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 mosquito breaks into the hospital. Um, actually, before that, the mosquito, the mosquito then sprouts wings. The mosquito prior to this had been walking through sewers. He now sprouts wings, so he can he can slip the surly bonds of earth and touch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he can fly. <laughs> I, I was like. They're absurdly small wings. There's no way on God's green earth they could have lifted him up. But I mean, at this point, you know, like who cares? Just end the goddamn film. So oh, yeah. he's he's there. There's chaos in the there's chaos in the hospitals. The mosquito goes around. He's invulnerable to normal uh, ammunition. The male lead is saying, you know, get armor-piercing bullets. And who in God's put who put you in charge of the entire police department? By the way, You're not, you know, <laughs> yeah, I do like that. I like the fact yeah, that he's making these decisions for the whole. You know, team. like tell the captain we need armor-piercing bullets. Tell the cat, you know, something like that. There is a chain of command in police departments. They're, they're sitting there going like. Who the fuck is giving us this, uh, this, this disorder? So, so then, so then, yeah. So he's in the charge of the police department, and so then uh, he's come, and then, and then as he's he's heading back to the he's heading back to the hospital. He's investigating the dumb cop getting killed. So he's getting back, going back to the hospital, and there, as the SWAT team arrives at the hospital, and all I could see is the hot as the hot SWAT team was moving in. All I could hear was from the Blues Brothers. Hot, 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 hot. I like that there's one guy going down a building in the Blue Brothers and you just hear hut, 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 hut. So, you're kidding. So, anyway, the, the SWAT team is slaughtered, obviously, sure. because yeah. by, by the man Skeeto. Um, male lead shows up with what looks like a goddamn cannon, uh, you know, machine gun with a cannon attached to it. Uh, one cop said, You can't go in there. And then, in, in really like a hysterically, fun, a bizarrely funny moment, is that he is arguing. The guy is preventing him. From, the, one of the cops is preventing him from going into the hospital. And is that you know we just you know you can't go in there. It says my 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 girlfriend Jennifer is in there. I can't I can't do it. And then you hear this ah, boom, and this one of the one of the SWAT team guys falls to his death right behind them. <laughs> and the 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 guy who's been trying to keep him out of the hospital is this you know understandably distracted. So he goes in. Right. Cliche number twelve. There's a confrontation in the hospital wherein he thinks he's killed the beast, but no, he has not killed the beast. No. Meantime, Jennifer has left the hospital and is now going to went back to the lab because I think that's the only set other set they had. Uh, and she's trying. She he remember he he 
finds Jennifer is not there at, in the hospital. So he goes running, goes to the, goes to the, goes to the lab, find that Jennifer's about to like, you know, like basically self-medicate with cyanide, uh, in order to prevent herself from turning into the the mosquito, the femsky. So she is doing what you assume she was going to do. Well, not quite yet, because he stops her. Oh. You know, there's got to be a cure. The gentleman, you got to be. There's got to be a cure. There's no cure, you asshole. <laughs> I mean, which yeah. I think yeah. I, honestly would be a nice. Kill? That would be a nice line in one of these films. There's got to be. There's no cure for this, you asshole. <laughs> which, to that point, I've been watching the show The Strain, which has been wonderful. But yeah. there is something where, in the same thing of like, well, maybe we can turn them back, and I'm like. No one's fucking coming back from this. And I don't think anyone wants to come back from this. You know, like, no. they're becoming vampires, essentially. Yeah. Vampires, so, that their biology has changed so much that a big... They're, mm-hmm. Basically, their mouth splits open and a big tongue-like phallus, you know, thing... Yeah. Armature comes out of them to suck blood. And I'm like, I don't know how you're going to change the body back. You don't, really. That, you don't come back I think you've that. lost that option. Yeah, you lost that option, and I'm sure most of them would be kind of like, no, just, just fucking kill me, okay, please, yeah. just uh, enough. Yeah, like, and so, also, I don't want to remember everything I just did, which, yeah. you know, it wasn't nice. It wasn't good. It wasn't nice, it wasn't good, and it wasn't fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, as, so the final, and actually, so they, they go back into the sewers, which is the other, you know, the, the mosquito emerges again. And the mosquito had actually shown one vulnerability to to the um, to the taser. Mm-hmm. The taser had bothered him when bullets had not. So uh, the detective is trying to tase the mosquito into into submission, which doesn't really work. It bothers him. It doesn't kill him. So he you know he's lying there. Uh, he keeps he keeps getting not. He's like he's just like he, you know he's like a some sort of like one of these weebles. You know he wobbles but they don't fall down. He keeps sure. getting knocked down. He kept getting back up again. Kid's got lots of stamina. Uh, he, they go they go down. They finally they go back into the sewers. They find there's a you know some construction. So there's a generator going on. Or a generator or a power station with with wires. Right. Uh, she. Uh, she and she's she's running. Uh, the mosquitoes are running after her, and then you know, like the Scott is follow the the detective is following him along. There's all sorts of fighting and everything like that. He ends up getting beaten up again, uh, lying there, uh, kind of uh, down on the ground. She she sees that electricity bothers it, so she sees that there's this wire, grabs the, the mosquito is trying to fly away. And she's going, no, stay here grabs the wire and then because obviously because she's now had you know her, much more strength now because she's turning oh, yeah. into a well, femskito yeah, femskito that sounds right yeah, grabs a hi- understand. yeah grabs a high tension wire which is cliche 37 uh, and right. then the mosquito is next to uh, a metal framework so what she does is she converts that metal framework into the world's largest bug zapper by a Banging the the live end of the electrical cable onto the um, on onto Something onto that the, that is a, a sparking. Yeah, on, onto the um, onto the scaffolding. It sparks up. Right. Both both mosquito and female lead perish. Uh, Why wouldn't would a gun not have worked? Gun armor piercing bullet apparently didn't pierce the armor. No, but didn't he already give the order of like you know get the armor piercing bullets? 
apparently, I guess they never got around to doing that. I, I, either that or the, maybe the armor-piercing bullets didn't work, but they didn't mention that. The, you know, all they needed was a line. Sir, the armor piercing isn't working either. You know, I mean, that's just, yeah, you know, yeah. come on, that's, a, that's an easy enough line to write. Uh, We've given it the old college try. Yeah, but no, this is like, obviously. So he's uh, actually in the interim, before the, all this happened, she, uh, the, the female scientist had released some of the treated mosquitoes so that they would spread their non-viral carrying genes to the population and gradually that virus would go away that right. was was the plan you know they were going to breed the virus proof mosquitoes would would crowd out the non the virus infected mosquitoes right so far this sounds would, like a sound sound plan it does sound like a sound plan it's you know like spray the goddamn shit out of places <laughs> this is a little bit more logical <laughs> <laughs> so far, I'm like, yeah, I can see. Where you know, mosquitoes are mosquitoes. You know, like basically, there are ways to control mosquitoes that don't revolve, you know, like radiation and DNA mutation. Uh, you know, bats are another good one, by the way. It's just as, as a as a uh, <laughs> fire mis- um, dragonflies eat millions of mosquitoes. Anyway, but so he's there and he's just finished. T- he's basically typing up the final report. So we turn back to the beginning of the film. And he's typing up the last thing, and he's like, you know, she not only did she destroy the mosquito, but she saved us all from the virus. Oh wow, what a what a and, what a and, hero! And she's like, he's like very sad as an ending, you know, all just the only woman I've ever loved. And I'm going, well, yeah, like thirty something. Yeah, God. I mean, I yeah, mean, life would go know. on. A, not only not only life will go on, but B, dude. I mean, you know, come on. I mean, you know, high school. You must have had something going on. Yeah, I mean, you, you, know. you never loved any because I'm guessing this person was not. I mean, the lead in the movie he wasn't a horrible looking guy. No, you know, wasn't a horrible looking guy. So you know, this, you know, so you know, had at least you know a girlfriend or somebody in college. Yeah, somebody at least you cared about. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so anyway, then and as he's walking out, he's the, the line. He goes to the line. And with every ending, there is always a beginning. Oh boy! The and I was just, I was like, I have this, I have written in big, big letters, huh? Because that came out of nowhere. (laughs) That came out of absolutely nowhere. I know there is some truth to that. (laughs) Out of every ending, there's a beginning, but but not out of this. Yeah, no, no, no. There's no, there was no hint in any way in any of his demeanor or anything that this is going to be a new day for him or, you know, like not even say I really need to, you know, I have to appreciate, you know, she may, among other things, I have to, you know, check, you know, the memory of her will, will stay with me and, and will make me appreciate the time we had and also the days I have in front of me. Anything like that would have at least given some context to this bullshit line that came at the end of this film. Well, it's like they just kind of watched other movies and just kind of cribbed from whatever they found. I, I Obviously, I think so. I mean, the guy must have won his bet because, I mean, that's like 30 or 40 cliches, you know, in an hour and a half. It's, you got to work at that. Well, and again, <laughs> you know, we are the audience for this. You know, yeah. like, uh, if, if we are finding issue with it, that should be, that should be a red yeah. flag. Yeah, this is like, this is, I mean, you could, if you wanted to play with cliches, and I think Scream did that, if you oh, want sure. to play with cliches, play with cliches, but don't just give them to us straight up. I mean, that's true, although, to be fair, also, I mean, the reason a film like Scream uh, sticks out is it was not the first one to ever do it, it just did it successfully, yeah, which just goes to show that it, you know, for most It's people, hard to do. Well, that's exactly it. It's like when people try to ape Tarantino, it's like mm-hmm. they get the surface without understanding the substance. 
Yeah, they get they get. They get well, if we say fuck a lot, it'll be edgy. No, right? No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, We're gonna that, get that, no, 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 no. that are talking about hamburgers. It must no. be just as clever. No, no, it's just like there's this, there's there's Tarantino. There's this weird poetry that goes on oh, in yeah, Tarantino's and dialogue. Yeah, you know, and that's yeah. I mean, well, he's just a flat out genius. You know, I mean, it, it's hard to. Like he had an article recently where he was basically ballyhooing his own genius, and I was hard pressed to be like. Now wait a second! Don't get full of yourself. I mean, I was like, yeah, he's a fucking genius. <laughs> like, well, I mean, I'm sure you know. Like, I'm sure he's also probably also not a not particularly a great person to be around a lot. No, no, uh, no. But I, but you know what's amazing though is you're right. What he did, what he has done is he is like his mind is like a blender, and he takes mm-hmm. all of these cliches as they are mm-hmm. and tropes, and then puts them together and materialize them as you know his own, and then. Yeah. You know, puts them out. <laughs> you know, like you know, and puts them out, and, and uh, which of course explains why it takes years for him to get a movie together. Oh yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Because you just got to write and rewrite and rewrite and just think about it and just let it simmer and just try to get that all together. Well, that's interesting that's you not, say that. I, you know, I was, I've been thinking about that. Is is someone like him or Kubrick? Is it a better choice? Do you think for them when they have taken so long between films to make? Yeah, you know, they make much fewer films. Mm-hmm. But each one is, you know, debatably a masterpiece. Yeah. And then you have someone like Woody Allen that's so prolific. But you know, maybe there's a year he should have taken off. You know, yeah. <laughs> or, I, mean, or, I mean, Woody Allen, Woody Allen kind of has, has has been making kind of the same film now for many years. So it's yeah. like, yeah. it's hard to it's hard to say. I have I have I. I I do not particularly care for Woody Allen's work. I mean, that's oh, see, just, now, I, I like I, Woody Allen, so that I, but, but I can understand that. I mean, I get that not for all taste, but the, the yeah. But but no, but I mean, you got to appreciate at least his he is a his his workman like ethic. <laughs> oh yeah, not, I mean, it's like you know either that or he's just like he's he's paying people off. But anyway, <laughs> uh, but anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Woody Allen's name is not on the Ashley Madison website because those women are all too old for him. Yeah, anyway, yeah, we're know, moving funny, on. Hey, you know, hey, I, real quick, as I was going to say, because I, I just had this argument with someone else, and, and, and I know you're being silly, but I was going to say, yeah. to his credit, because I hadn't thought about this, right? Yeah. To his credit, the, the whole situation, because, you know, the, the first argument people always give is like, oh, well, he fucked his daughter or his stepdaughter. And I'm like, well, first of all, the guy may be a creep, but at least, mm-hmm. you know, damn him for what he is. But, I mean, what he did was he had an affair with his girlfriend's adopted daughter. That aside, does make it, like, a great thing, but that's a big, that's a far leap from your fucking your own daughter. That aside, they've been together well, now it? for over 20 years. Yeah, that's true. what I was I mean, thinking the, about. I, I just hadn't dawned on me of, like, they have made yeah. that relationship work in whatever mm-hmm. capacity, but... You yeah. know, it wasn't like he's like had that run of like, oh, now I'm going to get the next young girl. Like he's yeah, that was, been with Suni <laughs> for twenty, yeah. twenty, twenty-five years. Yeah, so that's it. It just there, there was emotion. There were emotional things uh, that were really wrong with. Oh that. yeah, Maybe yeah, that, yeah. But but that comes but down to a, you know, you, can you? I mean, on a broader scale, and we'll we'll, we'll come back to Mosquito is, Man. It, I was just going to say, can you separate the art from the artist? Well, I mean that's the problem. I mean that that becomes the problem with with honestly with Alan. Van Gogh was an asshole. Yeah, Van Gogh was an asshole. One of my one of my favorite actually actually yeah one of my favorite. Oh, Picasso was basically was a horrible human being. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just you know. There was his blue period and then his blue ball period. And then he would just basically you know he just pick a pick a mistress and then dump her after yeah and just you know and once she got out of date. Once you got out of date, you know, I mean, you know, he was, he was, by 
used by date. You know, Best used by. <laughs> you know, as, as far as Picasso was concerned, I have um, I have on my on my shelf actually the collected works uh, translated into English of a guy named Louis Ferdinand Celine, who was a fucking monster. Oh yeah. Uh, but he was a brilliant writer. Uh, he, but he was uh, he was an anti-Semite. He was a um, well, so was, was French. Uh, so was H.P. Lovecraft. He was French. He was he was an anti-Semite. He was uh, in he was imprisoned after the war for uh, supporting the Vichy regime. He wasn't as uh, <laughs> basically every bad choice you could make. Just pretty much any bad choice you could have made, he made. But he was also he was also a doctor, and he also served in the poorest. He served in the poorest segments of, of France for f- pretty much for free. Uh, you know, he just would do, he was as a doctor. Well, that and goes he was also, back to, you know, it's he's like... He's a brilliant he, writer. My, my, my mom, when she mm-hmm. was a teacher years ago, but she would do this thing where she would showcase uh, just the traits of these certain people. Mm-hmm. Uh, three different people. And then the class voted just on the traits of these historical figures, you know, who they would yeah. elect for their leader, right? And mm-hmm. almost always they elected Hitler. You know, because they would have like it was like FDR, Churchill, and Hitler. You know, and 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 Hitler mm-hmm. was like a vegan, a painter. You know, like just the yeah. things of like you know, like all the the just basic traits. You know, where yeah. you know Churchill was like you know, a heavy drinker, <laughs> like mm-hmm. a, a glutton, and just was a you know had a potty mouth and would be you know mm-hmm. kind of a real yeah. shit to people. And Hitler, yeah. you know, if you just see just the basic traits on the surface, you'd be like, oh, well. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> sensitive artist type. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sensitive artist. But but to your point, I, I think the differences with someone like Woody Allen is the character that he has, you know, uh, culminated, you know, on screen and off, mm. you know, both as a stand-up and as a movie mm-hmm. presence. I think that that is so tied in and, and seems like, you know, that weasley type that's like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's, that, that it's, it's hard to, to separate between the two. But, I mean, for me, just uh, I'm a big fan of language. And, you know, mm-hmm. the language he writes to me is just so quirky and quick and clever. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I love the, the Marx Brothers or Jack Benny or, yeah. you know, any of those guys. Yeah. So, but, yeah, it's, so, it's just like, but, yeah, so I understand that. But I just getting back to Mansquito. Oh yeah, just yeah, like, sorry. Yeah. Returning, returning, returning. Very wide left. Mansquito. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. We could actually have a whole thing on. You know, we we just basically discuss one time. Uh, you know, like we could bring a, together a list of like artists who are horrible human beings but That's make great be a art. Long and list. It's a long list. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you know, you know, um, but. Uh, Art doesn't necessarily come from like you know well-adjusted nice people. No, uh, no, no, and 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 you know you wonder it's like I watched a documentary on Johnny Carson who had such mm-hmm. a a tough time with his uh, upbringing and his family, and you wonder, mm-hmm. you know, but would he have been Johnny Carson had he not gone through those trials and tribulations? Yeah. yeah. Who knows? So who knows? Anyway, so this is like this was a I was just you know I, unless you are in the mood to pick the clichés apart this is really not a film now the one thing i will give it it does move the film does not there aren't a lot of dragging long exposition scenes where two people are talking to each other explaining something to each other that they already really should know i feel because confident the audience, that if someone is uh, watching a sci-fi original movie they know what yeah. they're getting <laughs> like, they're, they're they, they, and you're they, not they know what they're experiencing yeah, I mean, you know, but this, this, you know, I mean, you know, Piranha and, you know, uh, Giant Crocodile versus Mega Octopus, uh, Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus, 
I mean, <coughs> you, you know what you're going to get. But, I mean, this one just, the cliches just kept coming and coming and coming and coming and coming. And just, like, Which is it was like, mostly what you just want in a porn film, not you, you a mosquito. Yeah, well, you want a little, you want a little very, you want a little foreplay in a porn oh, film. Right. Anyway. <laughs> well, but, you know, uh, but you're right. In fact, and, and, and the cliches are funny if it's a naked gun and you've got mm-hmm. it under the, you know, the watchful uh, professional yeah. eye of, you know, satirist as opposed to people yeah, that are but just this kind is, of milking it because this, they're not original. Because they're doing this because it's the easy way to do it. Right. You know, there's just so many. And uh, it just, you know, the, I mean, it, it could have been like at least interesting had they sort of like, Continues that sense of body horror that Cronenberg was so good with the fly. Oh man, at that least guy, the, it, that, that gives me yeah. the willies. It just, I mean, not just the fly, but all of his films just yeah. literally and figuratively get under my skin. Yeah. So anyway, and with that, mm-hmm. we're uh, we we come to the end of this. We come Epic. to the end of our show. All right then. And with that, this is Bob Muir saying peace, love, shonen knife. And this is. Mr. The Bandit saying, Toodaloo! Well, now take down your fishing pole and meet me at the fishing hole. We may not get a bite all day, but don't you rush away. What a great place to rest your bones and mighty fine for skipping stones. You feel fresh as a lemonade setting in the shade. Weather is hot. Whether it's cool, oh, what a spot, always been like a fool. What a fine day to take a stroll and wander by the vision hole. I can't think of a better way to pass the time of day. And maybe seven jobs Hanging around Taking our ease Watching that hound Us scratching at his fleet Come on, take down your fishing pole And meet me at the fishing hole I can't think of a better way To pass the time of day